0: Steve Wilkes better be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers next season. This guy is doing a fantastic job with this team. Imagine me telling you before the season that the Carolina Panthers around week 17 were going to have a shot at winning the NFC South. Many of you non-Panthers fans probably would have laughed. You probably would have said, man, JT, the Panthers have no shot. Tom Brady and the Bucs are going to win this division with ease. And then... Here's the kicker. Imagine me telling you before the season that the Carolina Panthers in week 17 were not only going to be competing for opportunity of winning the division, but they're going to be doing it with an interim head coach. This is some Disney movie type stuff that we are witnessing right now. Steve Wilkes not only has energized this locker room and this team, but he has energized a whole entire fan base. Go to any of the Carolina Panthers social media accounts and go to the comment section. You will see fans commenting saying that they are crying or how they believe in Steve Wilkes. Like Steve Wilkes has galvanized the whole entire Carolina Panthers fan base, this locker room, the front office. There is no reason why Steve Wilkes shouldn't be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers regardless of if they win the division or not. If they win the division, you 100% have to make him your head coach. If they don't win the division, you're probably still going to have some tough decisions and some tough discussions that have to be made. But you definitely are going to have to make Steve Wilkes one of the front runners for this coaching job. He has a record of four and five as the interim head coach this season of the Carolina Panthers. And yeah... They do things conservatively. But it's because look what they have to work with on offense. They are winning games with Sam freaking Darnold. Not only has he won games with Sam Darnold, but he also has won games with P.J. Walker. Listen, for all you guys who are knocking Steve Wilkes and his coaching staff for being too conservative, you got to understand something. The Panthers don't have that great of a roster. And when you look at their quarterback situation right now, They're winning games the best way they can. You see, part of being a great coach is being able to find ways to win and being able to adapt to the current personnel that you have to work with. And with the current personnel and talent that the Panthers have offensively, the best way of them winning games is by running the football. And it's funny how some people knock them for running the football so much when the mantra of this team is keep pounding. The Carolina Panthers were averaging damn near 10 yards per carry and their domination over the Detroit Lions. This team right now is playing some inspired football behind Steve Wilkes. You know, there was a rumor that came out a month ago that said that the Carolina Panthers potentially could trade for Mike Tomlin. Now, of course, I just disregarded it. I was like, bruh, the Steelers, no way they trade away Mike Tomlin. Well if there was any truth to those rumors there's no reason to even attempt the mike tomlin trade because you have a guy who is similar to mike tomlin steve wilkes is an ultimate motivator this guy knows how to get players to believe in themselves and you can see it right now he has these players believing in themselves to the degree that they're playing way better than how they have in the past Look at Sam Darnold right now. Sam Darnold is playing the best football of his whole entire career. And yeah, the statistics may not be all that pretty. If you watch the game and you look at how Sam Darnold is performing, he is doing what the Carolina Panthers need him to do. Take care of the football. Make big plays when need be. And that's it. This is a team that isn't going to do anything flashy on the offense. They want to run the football down your throat. As many times as possible, and they want to rely on their defense. I hope that Steve Wilkes not only gets this job, but he is able to find his franchise quarterback because that was one of the large reasons why he failed in the only year that he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. You went into that season with Sam Darnold that with Sam Bradford as your initial starting quarterback, then you end up putting in Josh Rosen. And the team around them wasn't great. And it just wasn't a good situation. And you definitely have to give Steve Wilkes a lot of criticism. You know, there was a lot of mismanagement about how he went about his first year in Arizona. But he definitely could have gotten a second opportunity. If you're looking for a reason to give Steve Wilkes another coaching job, listen listen to Matt Rule's interview that he did on Good Morning Football a couple of weeks ago. They asked him, How did you feel after you got fired? He said, of course it sucked, but he was happy when he walked away and found out that Steve Wilkes was going to be named the interim head coach. There are many head coaches that when you ask them about Steve Wilkes, they have nothing but admiration for the guy. They praise the guy for his leadership, how good he is at motivating players and getting players ready to play. And only that, but this guy is a fantastic defensive mind, and he is a great head coach. You see, I'm not really somebody who is a big fan of giving failed head coaches second opportunities because the majority of times they don't work out. But I definitely think from what Steve Wilkes has done so far with the Carolina Panthers this season, he definitely deserves major consideration for this head coaching job. And if they make it, into the playoffs and they win this division not only does he have to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers next season but most likely he wins coach of the year I've never seen a team win games with several starting quarterbacks a interim head coach this is something that is unparalleled the last time I recall seeing something like this when a team rallied behind their interim head coach was the Las Vegas Raiders last season behind Rich Basaka, Hopefully I pronounced his name right. I apologize if I got it wrong. But you remember what the state of the Raiders were last year once they parted ways or once John Gruden stepped down? You know, you had the Henry Ruggs incident. You had a lot of off-the-field distractions. And yet, that team rallied behind their head coach and they found a the way to get into the playoffs. And they nearly beat the Bengals in the wild card round. So you look at what Steve Wilkes has done, galvanizing this team, galvanizing this fan base, I believe that the Panthers can win this division. Now the Saints are still in it, the Falcons still aren't out of it yet, this division is still anybody's to win, of course Tampa Bay has the lead right now, but for the Carolina Panthers, when is the last time you've been playing, when's the last time the Carolina Panthers played in a meaningful football game late in December with playoff chances on the line. It's been a while since you've been here as a Carolina Panthers fan. And yeah, you're six and nine, but it doesn't matter if you have a winning record or a losing record. If you win this division and you make it into the playoffs, this season was a massive success. And not to mention that you're still gonna have a couple of draft picks there so you can still find your franchise quarterback next year Rather that be via the draft or rather you want to sign one in free agency. This is a roster that has a lot of great young talent. And the Panthers, for the most part, have done a really good job at drafting. So they have another good draft this year. Steve Wilkes, if he ends up being named the head coach, which I believe he will, he ends up getting the quarterback situation taken care of. He improves the offensive line get some more talent on the defense side of football, the Panthers could have a really bright future under Steve Wilkes as their head coach. You know, the Carolina Panthers right now, this is one of the best stories, if not the best story in the NFL. I mean, who would have thought that Steve Wilkes would galvanize this team the way that he has and have this team playing meaningful football late in the year? And think about this. In less than a year, Steve Wilkes not only has one over the locker room, but he kind of has changed the culture in Carolina. It took Matt Rule how many years to try to change the culture in Carolina? He was talking about this five, four-year process, and yet Steve Wilkes comes in and has this team at the brink of competing for the NFC South title and making the playoffs. You got to give a huge round of applause to Steve Wilkes and the job that he has done with the Carolina Panthers this year. Unfreaking believable. And regardless if the Carolina Panthers win this thing or not, I think that Steve Wilkes deserves major consideration for this head coaching job. And if anything, he better be their head coach next year. There are Panthers fans who are already calling Steve Wilkes their head coach. You go to the comment section on Instagram and they say, that's my head coach my head coach you listen to these players they say that's my head coach the way they talk about steve wilkes they don't view this guy as an the intern they view this guy as their head coach and i promise you if he doesn't get the head coaching job there's going to be a lot of upset fans and a lot of upset players and i wouldn't be surprised if we even see players take it as far as to writing letters personally to david temper to get Steve Wilkes his head coaching job you know Steve Wilkes has a lot of things riding on him right now in his favor for him getting this job you have the support of the fan base you have the support of the players and also you have the results you are four and five right now and even if you lose out these last two games regardless of how this season plays out you have a very strong argument for not only being the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, but for getting a head coaching job elsewhere. If Carolina doesn't want to hire you, you can easily go to another team and show what you did this season. And I have a shot at landing a head coaching gig. This guy has the Carolina Panthers competing for a shot at winning this division. Having to play with several different starting quarterbacks. Having to play with Sam Donald, the guy who we all viewed and regard as a bust. And has this guy bawling and believing in himself. And you see, when you go back and you look at Sam Darnold in the past, a lot of people, the big knock that they always had on him was his confidence. Every time you heard Sam Darnold speak, it sounded like his confidence was shot. And when the Carolina Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield or when... I remember it was a podcast Sam Darnold was on and they were asking him about the possibility of the Carolina Panthers bringing in another quarterback and him having to compete and you go back and you listen to that interview it kind of sounded like his confidence was shot. Well Steve Wilkes has Sam Darnold believing in himself and yeah he may not be having impressive games by box score standards this guy is getting the job done for Carolina. Steve Wilkes Better be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers in 2023. And I'm going to keep pounding on the table for him to get this head coaching job. And I'm going to keep pounding for the Carolina Panthers to finish this season strong. I had this team winning, what, seven, eight games? Never knew they would win seven, eight games potentially with Steve Wilkes as their interim head coach. Fantastic, phenomenal job that Steve Wilkes has done. And this isn't even his staff. He didn't hire most of these most of these guys. These are Matt Rules guys. And yet, that goes to show you how great of a leader Steve Wilkes is. Part of being a great leader is being able to find ways to work with people, even though you may not have a lot of history with them and you may not know them. You still have to find a way to win games. So Steve Wilkes had to find a way to win with the coaching staff that wasn't his had to find a way to re-energize this team and this fan base he's done all three i don't see no reason why david temper shouldn't make steve wilkes the full-time head coach of the panthers moving forward at least give the guy one or two seasons many coaches and nfl circles have nothing but positive things to say about steve wilkes And many of them will tell you that he got the raw end of his first tenure in Arizona. Steve Wilkes, fantastic job with the Carolina Panthers this season. Tua turning the ball over. The fan bases of the Steelers, Jets, Patriots, and especially the Green Bay Packers appreciate the Christmas gifts that you dropped off at the doorstep during the second half of this ball game. The Dolphins' offense is broke and Tua Tagovailoa or Mr. Tua turning the ball over he's broke too he needs a patch an update something there was one point during this season where people actually viewed Tua as the MVP front runner there were people who were making strong arguments for why Tua should win the MVP this season over guys such as Jalen Hurts Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes you look at how Tua has played the last four games of the season. This doesn't even look like the same quarterback that we saw earlier in the season. And this offense, they just continue to kick themselves in the foot. You have the three consecutive turnovers or the three consecutive interceptions by Tua. You go back to their lost Sunday night against the LA Chargers. You had receivers dropping passes. Tua couldn't hit an open wide receiver to save his life. Against the 49ers, he didn't play good in that game as well. And the offense didn't look good neither. Mike McDaniels has to make some changes to this offense. Because it's pretty apparent that defenses understand and know what the Dolphins are trying to do offensively. And honestly, it's no surprise because if you go and you look at the Miami Dolphins team stats... Or their player stats, go to the receiving numbers and look at the discrepancy in targets between Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and the rest of the Miami Dolphins team. This Dolphins team is way too dependent on Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I understand that these are your two best players, the two fastest wide receivers in the game, and you want to get them the ball because they are a major part in what you do on offense. But at the same time, You got to be able to get other guys involved. You have Mike DeSecchi, who is one of the most athletically gifted tight ends in the NFL, and yet you barely utilize him. Not only that, but what happened to running the football? Raheem Mostert was averaging five yards per carry in this game, and yet you barely call his number in the second half. You continue to want to rely on Tua to get the job done through the air. And it makes no sense because the green bay packers going into this game had the 29th worst run defense in the nfl and the second best pass defense in the league so mike mcdaniels as a play caller i have some question to ask you come here mike mcdaniel come here did you know that the green bay packers had the 29th worst run defense in the nfl oh you did So you must have also knew that they had the second best pass defense in the league, right? So if you knew these things, why would you play towards the strength of the Packers defense, relying more on the passing game versus trying to exploit the weakness of their run defense? That makes no sense. And don't you come from the Kyle Shanahan tree? Don't something that most of you guys preach is running the football, wide zone, where is that? Like, this Dolphins offense doesn't know how to play complementary football. They're too top-heavy. They only want to get the ball to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. They don't try to get other guys such as Mike Gusecki involved. Not only that, but your defense has been playing some damn good football off late. And yet, this defense that you have only allows Green Bay to capitalize off your turnovers with field goals and you still can't find a way to pull out this game the green bay packers deserve a lot of credit for the defensive performance that they put on display in the second half because this defense was the majority of the reason why they were able to win this game because they were able to help this offense out the miami dolphins have to find a way to play better complementary football at this point, if I know where the ball's going, I'm pretty sure these defensive coordinators know where the ball is going as well. This Dolphins offense, when you're able to disrupt the timing between Tua turning the ball over and these receivers, and you end up ruining the rhythm of this passing attack, this offense unravels. And it does it pretty consistently. You know, against the 49ers. This offense, at one point, you were wondering if they had the to bench tour. But then he was able to find Tyreek Hill. And it's just funny how, you know, every time the Dolphins get into a bind, they're able to find a way to get their best players involved. Why is it that you can't find a way to get some other guys involved, to take some of the pressure off Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? Defenses know where the ball's going they're prepared for it they're making adjustments they're watching the film they have so much tape on the Miami Dolphins at this point in the season they already know the majority of their tendencies and you want to know why they know that because this is an offense that is predicated on timing when you're knocking off the timing between Tua and these right receivers they have a hard time of being able to improvise Tua isn't known as an improviser This is somebody who has to make sure that everything is on schedule. If a receiver isn't at a certain spot at a certain time, he gets in trouble. With Tua Tagovailoa, yes, I understand that you have to build an offense around his strength. and His strength is his ability to anticipate when receivers get open and being able to get the ball to them on time accurately. But when Tua is forced to improvise or hold on to the ball longer, bad things happen. And when he can't get the ball out fast, that kind of is a big weakness of his. If he can't get the ball out quick he has to hold on to the football for a long period of time, he ends up making bad decisions with the football. The Green Bay Packers won this game because their defense was able to frustrate and fluster these rod receivers and to a turning the ball over this dolphins offense needs some major fixes and at this point in the season you got to play the jets and the patriots and although these two teams don't have any good offenses their defenses are good enough that they're going to be able to stay in the game with you and their offense if you're able to give them a couple of turnovers or two they're going to be able to at least capitalize off a couple of them. And their defense, if they're able to hold strong, they can end up winning those games. So for the Miami Dolphins, you pretty much are in the playoffs at this point. Your playoff starts now. You got to play the Jets, Patriots to close out the year. It's playoff time. Because both of those two teams, they're fighting for that last playoff spot that you currently occupy right now at 8-7. and seven. They're 7-8. Seven and eight they beat you now it's up to them to win out and finish it and you don't control your own destiny the miami dolphins offense this is a disaster they're too top heavy they don't know how to play complimentary football and tua the dude just looks like he's falling off the face of the earth Let me know what you guys think about the Miami Dolphins right now. Do you guys think they still have a chance of being able to fix their problems on offense with two regular season games left? Can they hold on to the last spot in the AFC playoffs?